Welcome to the May 14th sermon from Clifford Baptist Church, 635 Fletcher's Level Road in Amherst. Today's scripture is 1 Samuel chapter 1, and the sermon is entitled, Blessing Through Burdens, delivered today by Pastor Jeffrey Campbell. Two things real quick. Take your Bibles and begin to open them to the book of 1 Samuel, and take your watch and look at it one time with me. All right. Don't, don't look at it again. It says 1030. Everybody got 1030? Okay. I'm just making sure. First <laughs> Samuel chapter number one, and my prayer is this: Did you come expecting something? Amen. I'm grateful that we gather on the expectation of what God can do. That's the way we approach every day. God's going to do something with this day and with me, maybe that He's never done before. Maybe God will show me something from His Word that I've never seen before. That's why the Word of God is important. And it is with that we take the Word of God and open it to 1 Samuel chapter number 1 today. I want to do a quick, well, let me do this. I've, for time's sake, I'm just going to jump into it. How about this? There's a lot going on in the book of 1 Samuel. And you will be introduced to a family that is wanting to have a child. Wanting so bad, and Hannah wants to have a child so bad that she's willing to do whatever she has to. But she will not compromise her faith. She knows that she must be strong there. But she weeps and she is burdened because of one thing. In her life, she cannot have a child. And so that's what we see scripture today. So take your Bibles, 1 Samuel chapter number 1. And we're going to do a little jumping around, just so you know, so follow with me. We're going to read verse number 2, and then go to verses 6 through 9. Verse number 2 says this, And he, talking about Elkanah, had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Peninnah. And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. Verse number 6, And her adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then Elkna, uh, then said Elkna her husband to her, Hannah, why weepest thou, and why eatest thou not, and why is thy heart grieved? Am I am not I better than uh, to thee than these ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh, and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon the seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. I'm grateful. Today you will see some burdens that life brings. And the first one that I want you to see today, the first point that I want you to get today is this is the burden of barrenness. The burden of barrenness. And we're introduced right off in the beginning of the chapter in verse number 2 to a family. And the story gets very interesting because it says this. There is a man named Elkanah and he has two wives. Now, I don't have to tell many of you too long. That's not right. Okay? That's not right. We see messed up situation there. We see a man who takes control and takes charge and wants to take his family in his own hand. And when one wife, Hannah, cannot have children, he says, okay, I will fix it myself. I'll just go get another wife. 
That's not the answer to the problem in marriage. That's not the answer to the problem with children. That's not the answer to marriage today. It's not to go find somebody else. It's to work on what you have. Okay? Thank you for an amen there. But I'm grateful that as we see in Scripture, Elkanah appears to be a great man on all other levels, except that he has taken a second wife. That's his downfall. But as we are introduced to his family, we see that right off the get-go, there are issues that creep up. And verse number 6, Hannah's adversary. Do you see these words? Adversary, provoked, fret. Do you see those words? Here's what happens when two women are in the same picture. Okay? Let me say this too. Two men in the same picture cause the same stuff. Okay? But what happens is these two women are competing for one man. One man's affection. And so we see from Scripture that one is obedient and the other is an adversary, is a provoker, causes Hannah to fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. I want you to know that as we think about Hannah and her life, here's what I want you to see. That Hannah carries the stigma of not being able to have children. And I know today that is hard on couples today. But back then, it was extremely hard and the women were extremely looked down upon. And here's the, here's the truth. Hannah knows it's her because he has other kids. Hannah knows it rests on her shoulders. She carries the burden of not being able to bear children. And so today, we see that amongst this family, discord prevails. Adversary, provoked, fret. She couldn't have children. And here's what happens. Every year they go up to celebrate at the temple, at the feast. And this is supposed to be a time of celebration. And a day, a day that, uh, that is joyous of occasion. And what we see here is Hannah goes up with a totally different attitude. She doesn't go up rejoicing because, guess what? She has no child to rejoice over. She has nothing to rejoice about. And her husband knows her hurt. Peninnah knows her struggle. Eli the priest is getting ready to learn of what is going on in her heart. But here's what I want you to know. The burden that Hannah carries, God knows about it. God knows the burden that she carries. God knows her struggle and God knows her heart. I want you to know that... Where, what we see here is what can happen when somebody tries to get in the way of God. Today, you may be here and you may say, Pastor Jeffrey, I've got a quiver full. I don't have a burden of barrenness. But here's what I want you to know. Many of us have children. And with children come responsibility and come burdens that parents carry for their children. I know today there are responsibilities and there's heartache that I gave my mom long past the age of 18. I'm just going to testify to you. But my mom still carries that burden for her boys long after they're grown and gone. 
But today, you may be here and you may carry a burden that relates to Hannah. Something of barrenness or child. Maybe you want something so bad, you're ready to take action of yourself. Here's what I want you to know. Take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord. The burden of barrenness that Hannah has is one that brings her to the point to, to weep before a holy God. Look at verse number 8. It says this, Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why weepest thou, and why eatest thou not? And why is there thy heart grieved? Am I better to thee than ten sons? Am I better? Why? I'm better to you than ten kids. You see, what Elkanah could do is he could give Hannah everything she needed in a material sense, except for the one thing her heart desires. Her heart desires something of the Lord. Friends, today, maybe you come to church, and just like Hannah, as you approach the temple and the place of worship, it's hard. Maybe as you approach worship, it hurts. Maybe Mother's Day today hurts. Take those needs to God. Don't carry those burdens yourself. Look at verses 10 through 13. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. Point number two today is this. There is a burden to pray. There is a burden to pray. Every one of us, every child of God here today carries a responsibility to talk to the maker, the one who created you, the one who you are in relationship with. You and I must carry on conversation with God. And it must happen all the time. Not only on our terms or when we like it or when we have needs, but when we desire to talk to the Lord. I want you to see what Hannah does. As she is in the temple, as she is worshiping, what is she doing? The entire time there, she's praying. But not only is she praying, she is weeping. In verse number 10, it says she wept sore. The prayers can't come out fast enough because the tears are watering them down. You remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about a scripture that we need to sow things in tears. You remember that? And you reap things in joy. I want you to see Hannah sowing her heart in tears because she desperately wants a child. In all of her worship in the temple, all she wants is God to hear the cries of a heart, I want a child. But it's one thing to want a child. It's another thing to get that from the Lord. 
But I want you to see the second part of our prayer. And that's the focus and responsibility of what we have seen today. As many parents and families have vowed before the Lord. And as our church has made a vow before the Lord. Here's what I want you to see. Hannah says this. Remember me and forget uh, for, and not forget thine handmaid. But will give unto thy handmaid a, a man child. Then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. What a vow. I'm looking at parents all over this room today. I'm looking at grandparents all over this room today. And those that are joining us live stream today. I want you to see the heartfelt prayer of a mom that says, I desperately want a child, God. And God, if you give me this child, I will give him back to you. I will trust him to your care. I will trust him to serve you all the days of his life. I'm grateful today for a mother that sows prayer with tears streaming down her face. Now I want to say this. As we think about the adversary. As you think about the other woman they are worshiping that day. She had children. She had her husband. She had what she needed. And she was worshiping normally. And tucked over in the corner was Hannah pouring her heart out to God. I want you to know I show up to church most Sundays with a lot of energy. I wake up with a lot of energy. Terry doesn't like that either, okay? But here's what I want you to know. I know this morning some people got ready and maybe even dreaded coming to worship. Because something, there was a burden you carried. There was something you knew was there. When I think of that word adversary, as Hannah said in that temple crying, wanting a child, she could look over and see the other woman and everything was going good. But she didn't have what she so desired. Today, there are very different kind of people that show up to worship. There are some of us that worship and are ready to, to raise our hands and give glory to God. And then there are those of us that are reserved in such a way that are burdened and that are hurting and that are carrying things that nobody else knows about. And there they sit over in the corner, weeping because they need God to hear their prayer. I want you to see an adversary that's worshiping because she has her child. And I want you to see a faithful mom that so desires. What does the word adversary mean to you? It should mean something to the child of God. Because here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, if you're a child of God, you have an adversary. And that adversary is the devil. And the Bible tells us that the devil, he roars, he's like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Today there is an adversary that is after your children. And I don't know, that's hard to hear. That's hard to preach. But there's somebody that wants to destroy the families of God. And his name is Satan. So today, as you worship, remember this. You worship knowing that there's an adversary that waits outside of these doors that is seeking whom he may devour. Today, what does that do for your prayer life? Knowing that someone's after your children. Someone's after your marriage 
Someone's after your family. It should put the burden of prayer directly on the shoulders of the children of God. And today, my prayer is this, that Clifford Baptist Church does some amazing things. But the greatest thing that we can be known for is to be people of prayer. Today, we need to be burdened with the ability to go before a holy God with all of our desires. Some of you say this, Jeffrey, I'm not good at praying. Well, here's what I want to tell you. Take your Bibles and jot this down. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 15. You go meditate on those scriptures. I'm not going to read them now. You meditate on those scriptures. Matthew 6, verses 5 through 15. Jesus will teach you how to pray. And here's what James says. Listen to this, church. James says this. You have not because you... Let's try that one more time. You have not because you ask not. Friends, that is James telling us that our prayer life stinks. My prayer life stinks. I want you to know that today the adversary is there. And that should give every member of Clifford Baptist Church a responsibility to pray for our children. The third thing that I want you to see, or excuse me, let's, let's jump over in verses, uh, let me see, 10 through uh, 16. Go to 16. Oh, sorry, verse number 17. And Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and, God, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thy handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman, woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. And they rose up in the morning early and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house to Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So remember we left off in verse number 13 that, they, that Hannah was praying and that Eli the priest seen her lips moving but nothing was coming out. He accused her of being drunk. But the Bible says that she was praying out of her heart. That that prayer was coming out of our heart. And even though our, their lips were moving, no verbal sound was coming out. And so Eli goes up and questions her. Are you drunk? What's going on here? And she pours out her heart to the priest and says this. Eli, I just want God to answer my prayer. I have not had a strong drink. I have not had anything that touched my li lips. I just want God to grant my desire, my prayer. And in doing so, look at verses 20 through 22. Wherefore it came to pass when the time was come, about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son, and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. And the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah went not up. For she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then I will bring him that he may not appear before the Lord, and there abide forever. The beginning of these verses show us the burden of giving your child to the Lord. So God answers her prayer. God gives her a child. We rejoice in that. But Hannah knows that these, very short, uh, these years are very short and they're precious to her. Because very shortly, she's going to have to live up to her part of the vow and give her son back to God. 
And so what happens here, as she conceives and has a child, she holds on to that baby tight as she raises him and to the point where he is ready to be weaned. So that takes a couple years. She holds tight to Samuel. She teaches Samuel. Samuel feels the love of a mother. I know he did. But comes the point that she says it's not time to go and give him to the Lord just yet. If you fast forward to the end in verses 26 through 28. They go to the temple. Some time has passed. Years have passed. And she said, O my Lord, as the soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here, praying unto the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I ask of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord as long as he liveth. He shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord, or excuse me, and, yeah, and he worshipped the Lord there. So as Eli is ran back into Hannah says, hey, here's my boy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him back to you. You remember me. You remember me when you saw me praying. You remember when I told God that I would give my son back to you. The burden of giving to the Lord is one that is hard. As Hannah says, next time I'll give, you the, give the baby to you, that time has come. And so we see as Hannah brings the baby before the Lord, where he, as the Bible says, will abide forever. Here's what you need to know, families. It wasn't just another worship service. They weren't just going up there to worship. Here's what they were doing. Hannah was bringing her son to leave him there at the temple. To leave him with the priest to raise. To leave him to serve in the temple. Now, how many of us could do that in this day? I'm going to say very few. But here's what I want to put in your mind. Every single time you come to church, every single time you get up in the morning, every single day of your life, that's the opportunity to give your, give, give your child back to the Lord. Every day you wake up, you need to be praying, Lord, how are you going to use them? Grow them up to be strong young men and women that will learn and know about you and will live for you in this world. Friends, today our world so desperately needs children to be given over to the Lord. And a parent-child dedication, that's a big responsibility. Because you're saying the exact same thing that Hannah said. God, this baby is yours. And I'm going to trust them to you every single day of their life. The burden of giving your child back to the Lord is a hard thing to do, but it is very rewarding. Today, maybe you're here and you say, I'm, I'm too old. My, my kids are, are grown and gone. I'm, I'm too old to do that. That's not true. If I ask you today, how many of you still prayed for your kids even though they're gone? I hope, I hope and pray hands would go up high all over this auditorium. But I wonder today, how many of our children are we saying, okay, God, here they are today, but I want them back tomorrow. How many of us are leaving them at the feet of Jesus? That's a hard deal. And as Hannah brings her, her prayer that was answered by an almighty God and says, okay, God, here he is. She turns him over to Eli and walks away. 
She would see him during the feast throughout the year. And the Bible tells us that she would make him clothes and bring him clothes. And she would still pour in and give to him. But the responsibility was now out of her hands. Of raising in the day in and day out. Real quick, I want to share a couple of scriptures with you. And we've got to go to chapter number 2 real quick. Real quick. Here's what I want to read. Two verses for you that describe Samuel. Two verses that describe Samuel. Look at verse number 18. It says this. But Samuel ministered before the Lord, being a child girded with a linen ephod. And then in verse number 26, it says, And the child Samuel grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. So as Hannah brings her child over and turns him over to the Lord. We see a growth process. And if you continue reading into chapter 3, you will see God beginning to minister in the heart of Samuel's life. But we see a child growing. A great child. And he's in the care of Eli, the priest. But what about Eli's kids? What does the Bible say about Eli's children? Look in verse number, uh, chapter 2, verse number 12. And now the sons of Eli were sons of Belial. They knew not the Lord. Verse number 22. Now Eli was very old and heard that all that his sons did unto Israel and how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Verse number 24, Nay, my sons, for it is no good report that I hear you make the Lord's people to transgress. This is the preacher's kids. Do you know that? Eli was the priest and his own children. He says there's nothing good to say about them. They're doing dirty deeds in the temple. They're not doing the right thing. And here is the last point, the burden of a child. Because as much as I love my children, my my two boys, and as much as I want them to serve the Lord, I understand this. As parents, we can give our very best. We can have them in church in the right place. And because they do not know the Lord, they can go way off script. They can go away from the Lord. And so today... Here's what I want to say. Maybe you're here and you are a parent of a prodigal. The Bible speaks about that. The Bible doesn't say to condemn them. The Bible says you still love them like Jesus would. You still pray for them. You still cover them in prayer. And you still minister to them. And you still wait for the day that they come home. Because the pleasure of the pig pen will wear off. And one day, they will come home. Friends, maybe there's families today that need to pray for their child that is in the pig pen. And the burden that you carry. I did everything right. I brought them up in church. I I taught them about the Lord. But they're far away today. That is a burden that some of you carry. And I know it's hard. And I know it hurts. And I know it hurts you to worship. And yet, here's what God says. Continue on. Continue to come. Continue to pray. 
Continue to seek the Lord's will in your children's lives. And so here's my heartfelt message on this day. I can stand up here and promise so many things to you and even promise them to God. But I have to carry it through in my actions. I say that I'm going to have my kids in church. They're going to be in church. Not even snow keeps us away, okay? They're going to be in church. I'm going to pray for my kids. Don't pray for them just when they get in trouble. Pray for them every single day, multiple times throughout the day. When they're in school and being bullied and being hurt and looking for friends, you pray for your children. But you pray most importantly, for your child to know who Jesus is. Listen to me, and I'm going to close. Your child is never too young to pray that prayer. To, for them to come to know and to understand. I want you to, today to see a lady who carried a burden for a child but maybe today there are people at Clifford Baptist Church are watching live stream today that carry burdens today. Listen, you may be carrying a burden that, that it was intended to lay at the feet of Jesus. Okay? You may be carrying a burden that Jesus wants to help you carry. Here's what you need to do. You need to come down here and you need to give it to him. You need to come and lay it at his feet and say, God, I'm having a hard time with this. Even in tears, I'm giving it to you. You know what my heart desires. Maybe today you're here and you're dealing with an adversary. And I'm going to say this. Maybe there's somebody in this room that you're not getting along with. Maybe the adversary is here. You look across the room and you say, I can't worship because that person's being blessed and I'm not. Churches do that. But I also want to warn you of the true adversary, the devil, who as soon as you crack the the threshold of that door, waits. Maybe today you want to come and bow before a holy God or take a preacher by the hand and just pray over your family, over your kids, over someone that's gone wayward. I'm grateful for that. But maybe today... Your biggest need in this room is the need to believe. Maybe I should say it this way. Maybe the greatest need in the room today is a lack of belief. Unbelief. You're trying to raise your child or your family in this great big world and you don't know who Jesus is. Here's what I want to tell you. If you aren't a believer... You have a place to come right now. If the Holy Spirit is drawing you and and pricking your heart right now, it's not the preacher's words. It's God. It's God saying, I want a relationship with you. I want your heart. I want your life. I want your family. Surrender it all to me today. Today I'm grateful to offer you an invitation to Jesus by way of a bloody cross. Because He paid The sin debt for the entire world, for you and I sitting here today, but for the entire world that we could come in relationship with Him and cast our burdens upon Him. Today, maybe there's a burden of unbelief in your life. 
And you need to take care of it. You've been putting it off. You've been waiting. Maybe today's the day the Lord's saying, I want to come in. And I want to come in now. If you feel that knock, if you feel the Holy Spirit drawing you to himself, my prayer is this. Don't you dare put it off. You come down here and you talk to me. I don't care how long it takes, okay? You come today. Jesus Christ waits for you. Today, church family, I'm grateful for an opportunity to surrender babies' lives to him. But more importantly, each one of us has a job and a responsibility to surrender our lives day by day. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, Lord, we thank you for your great mercy and love for every person. Lord, I know, Lord, the intentions of this message that are... There are a lot of people carrying burdens. Lord, I don't know what they look like. Lord, but in a worship service, you showed us you knew Hannah's heart. And you know the hearts of your people here in this place today. God, if there's a burden on somebody's heart and somebody's life, I pray, Lord, that you will allow them to come before you in a moment of dedication, in a moment of surrender, to give their life before you. Lord, my prayer is that there's an adversary that waits. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we as a church family will pray for one another. will support one another. God, that you will lead us as we stand and sing today. Lord, you will lead us to be there for one another. But God, I pray for that heart that I know that is in this room that needs you. They've been putting it off. They've been trying to do it all all on their own. And they know that it's not working. They understand and they know and they've heard about Jesus that he can help. But they've yet to surrender their life. God, I pray for that one heart that needs you as Savior today. Lord, thank you for what your spirit will do as you lead us in these moments of invitation. We surrender them to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Clifford Baptist Church invites you to join us for worship every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For more information about our church, please call our church office at 434-946-0555.